You are listening to Handbone to the Movies on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, back again with another handbone to the movies. This time I'm going to be having Amber with me. Obviously, me and her did the WandaVision reviews way back in the day when that show was still going on. And she's back to, with me to talk about Black Widow. It me. The dream team is back again. What up? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny that you say that because I actually think there's almost a dream team that happens in this movie. I, to be honest with you. I would say it's not just a dream team, maybe like a dream family. Yeah. Look, yeah. uh, one of the key things that <clears throat> I don't even want to take more time because I'm going to just go ahead and say it in case I forget because I'm, I'm getting older people. But <laughs> is the main thing is like when you said family just then, one of the best things I saw in this movie, I'm going to be 100% honest, is like the very beginning of the movie when it's the two younger girls and <clears throat> the father and mom, which we all know is like uh, the father and mom are these two characters right here. But that whole first part of the movie because the way they acted was so well done. Like the way the parents especially acted during those moments, they put it together so well <clears throat> that I was like, this is kind of a cool family, but there's something off. Like I couldn't put my finger on it. Cause like, I'm not this huge person. Like I didn't go around reading all the black widow comics. So I don't even know if this movie really even follows by any of those rules or any of those stories. But the one thing was, is that they acted so well during that part of the film that I believed they were a family, a good family actually, but I knew something was up. They just gave me that hint of something's up with this family and I don't know what it is totally, right? Like I and, I, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Obviously towards the end of the movie, you find out why there was something up with the family. But I mean, if you wanna expound upon that a little bit or whatever, like go ahead. Um, all I know is that, you know, you, you roll into this seemingly normal family situation in Ohio and you're like, okay, if you had seen the, tra like, if you've seen the trailers, you know, if you paid attention to them, you kind of understand that, you know, you think the little girl with the cool colored hair is probably Natasha. Um, but you don't get that confirmation immediately, but you do see Rachel White or Rachel Vice's character come in and, and then David Harbour with bad hair. And it's like, oh, um, something is up. Yay, 80s hair. Um, and immediately they go straight to, we have to leave, we have to go, we have to go right now. So everything goes from normal family situation with lightning bugs and all that to them getting away and being chased by S.H.I.E.L.D. and taking off in this very dramatic plane, like, you know, uh, departure. It was insane. And landing in Cuba, finding, you know, finding man in a leisure suit, AKA Drakoff. It's, it's wild. The first couple of minutes of the movie are not what I expected, but absolutely amazing. Um, and then the credits, the opening credits with just the music that they chose, everything is just beautiful, haunting and lilting. And it really kind of puts you into this place where you're like, this is sad and depressing and terrible. And it's, it's exactly what I expected the Red Room to be but mm -hmm. 
depressing all at the same time, especially in a world where we're like fighting against human trafficking and things like that. So yeah, it was very captivating. And I would also like to bring up something that has nothing to do really with the movie at all. There's something to be said for being in a packed IMAX theater and the Marvel Studios intro playing and everybody cheering at the top of their freaking lungs. It was the most amazing experience. I legitimately loved it. It was absolutely wonderful. No, yeah, that was pretty cool. And shortly after like the first part of the movie that I just talked about, we go into, we see Black Widow, like the time span from like the time they were kind of just kidnapped as kids till the time she becomes like at the time she is now, right? Like older, obviously, and all that stuff. Man, one of the most awesome things also that I, that really got me, like I even took a note while I'm sitting in the movie theater, uh, pulling out my phone. Yeah, being one of those guys, but my theater wasn't as packed as yours obviously was. But the Nirvana song they had playing at the very beginning, yes. the way they did that, usually I hate it when you take like a classic. That song by Nirvana is a classic. It'll always be there. That grunge scene back in the 90s, that's a song that is oh, yeah. always going to be there. Uh, smells like teen spirit, if I'm not mistaken. And like the way that they did it and put it together, like I was like shocked that I liked it because usually I do not like that kind of thing. And I really love the way they put it together for her scenes as she's progressing to become like the black widow we know from being like a teenager. I would assume like maybe lower teenager, but a teenager nonetheless at the beginning part of the film. Like, I don't even know if you noticed that. Did you notice that? I did. Um, I, I loved everything about this. Uh, it was Malia J on, on vocals by, I believe it was Think Up Anger. And it was absolutely stunning. Like it's so lilting and beautiful and it just captures you. It captivates you from the moment it starts. So yeah, I'm 100% in love with everything about it. Um, I know that, let's see, I took some, I took some notes. Like I had a whole list of quotes like this movie is insanely quotable and I am all about really great quotes. Mm -hmm. um, I literally sat in the middle of, I think the second watch through, I, I saw it twice in theaters in New York. Then, then I bought it on Disney plus. So now I have it on the premiere access and I'm like, yes, this is beautiful. Woo. Nice. But everything from the, from the moment, like the way that they were together as a family, the, the way that Natasha and Yelena are together, um, every bit of action. I feel like this movie never takes a break. There is no break in this movie, but it's not like, it, it's not all go, go, go wild, absolutely crazy, everybody running around doing all kinds of crazy things the entire time. There's always something on the screen. And that has led a lot of people to either love it for the sheer, you know, rock your socks off quality of it, or hate it because they felt like it was disjointed because there's too much going on. Cause it, some people like, you know, some people like a little bit of mashed potatoes with their steak, I suppose. But I, I just, I love the quotable nature. I love the, the riffing between Natasha and Yelena. I love, I love the moment when Alexi David Harbor comes in and He's just making like he's cracking jokes and saying stupid shit. And there's one part where I think, oh, what was it? Um, <laughs> where Natasha yells, move your ass, super soldier. And he can't climb up the side of the, the jail and he's just struggling. Yeah. Like th there are so many things about it that are just perfect. The way that they interact, it just really honestly gives you that whole family feel that 
you know, the Fast and the Furious movies would be jealous of. I mean, they don't zip line for 20 minutes, but they do a great job right. of hanging from things. Well, <laughs> there there's a couple of things, and I'll relate it back to the review that I did for the Fast and the Furious uh, FF9 is I go to that movie, I'm expecting to laugh. And I only laugh like twice. My eye rolls in the back of my head like probably like 10 times. And this movie, I didn't expect to come laugh. I, I expected just to have this action movie. And I come in here and there's like multiple things in this uh, movie that makes me laugh. One of them was the whole helicopter. Not when they get the helicopter and it being kind of, you know, crappy. That wasn't the, that was kind of funny, but like that wasn't in the funny moment. It was whenever they're leaving after saving their father or who you think is their father you know, they're saving him from like a prison that he's in. And he's like, oh, you got plenty enough gas on the next scene. The helicopters is coming down for a crash landing. That's hilarious. Uh, the uh, we, look, this guy, and I, I, David here, I, I always was it David Harbor or whatever. This guy was hilarious. He the moment where he tries to put on his costume like he's in the bathroom. And he's gained a little bit too much weight. Uh, so was just good. like hilarious and funny. So I laughed more times in this movie, not even expecting it, than I uh, laughed in uh, Fast and the Furious 9. And one of the things I said to you before we got on here is I put up this picture for a reason, was this scene right here is really super cool. It's got a lot of action uh, and it's beautifully shot. Like there's a lot of cool scenes. You can tell just by this, there's a lot of stuff going on. I even told you it reminded me of uh, a way better done scene than they did in FF9 where John Cena is just ziplining across the city for like 10 minutes. You have her <laughs> jumping from parts of these like building and scaffolding for like 10 minutes in air without even a parachute, which is just crazy, right? But like it was more entertaining because there was just more stuff going on. It was more action filled uh, and all that. Like they almost did the action a lot in this movie better than FF9 did. And that's what you're supposed to be watching that movie for. That's, so that's like, precisely it. Although they did go to space. They did fly yeah. a Pontiac Fiero into space, true. but that's besides the point. Um, I have like, there, there are little things like they're in the, they're in the helicopter and they have an entire speech about hysterectomy. Oh, it must be your time of the month. No, they remove all of that. And Yelena gets like so into what she's saying. And so graphic. He's like, you don't have to be nasty. And I'm just like, dead because it's right. funny like um when when he's asking oh did captain america ever talk about me i'm like what <laughs> did captain america ever talk about you um well, or when he grabs both their hands and he's like you both have killed so many people your ledgers must be gushing red i'm so proud of both of you and i'm like right and like well the one thing i did like about that like it's a funny scene like you said whenever he's like did captain america ever talk about me it makes his character, even though he's supposed to be this super strong guy, sort of like Captain America in a lot of ways, like the Russian version, like more down to earth and more like humanity. A lot of times with the superheroes, it's like they're not even human anymore. They're superheroes or something else. But like him saying stuff like that brings it back to like, oh, he still has like a little bit of an ego. He wants to be talked about. He wants to be seen. He wants to be possibly even better than Captain America because he's like competitive and everything else. Uh, I will say there is one thing and this will be because we're about 11 minutes in and usually these last about 15 minutes or so. But like one of the things I did want to say is like, there is also, I love this movie. Uh, you'll see when I give my score in a little bit, like how much I actually liked it or whatever. But even though I really did like this movie, there was a part of me while I watched it was just like, man, this is one of the things that's not as great about having Disney own everything. It's when it comes to some of this stuff. 
because even though, like you said, there are some depressing moments about like the, the, the red room, I think it's what it's called. Like what you said earlier, but like, even though there is some of those feelings where it is kind of like dark and stuff, but it's like a light dark, right? Because it's Disney. They can't really dive into it. Like I would love to see a just really gritty, hardcore, like, dark story in the black widow universe because whenever you read the comics or even look at her character like dude the stuff she's had to go through and survive before she even became part of the avengers or whatever is just downright dirty and nasty and like disney's not going to give you they're going to hint at it and if you have an imagination like i do like you can see it right but like i want to see it on the screen it would be really super cool if they would like no holds barred a black widow story where you got to see how bad it really was like because i love horror movies and stuff so that stuff doesn't bother me i love would just love to see the grittier version of black widow because what disney does although it does tell the story and it does give you hints of what it was like you still come away walking around clean i think a story like black widow you should be walking out of the theater wanting to take a shower Right. Because it's that dirty. Right. Like it's it's that. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to even see that kind of stuff, because that's what like like I said, they were making light and joking about the hysterectomy thing. Right. That's Mm -hmm. not I mean, they made a joke out of it. Right. Like and it was kind of funny. Like it is funny because they like punch him at one point because he says something stupid right afterwards or whatever. So you're laughing at it. But really think about what that's like what that meant meant for these girls that were like Mm -hmm. taken hostage by this person. Right. Like just to be able to feel like how wrong the bad guy in this movie, you know, was like what this dude really was like, you know, he's evil because he's an old fat dude sitting in a chair kind of thing and has all these women that he's overpowering, you know, like with mental stuff that he can control them, you know, he's evil because of that. But like, man, like, that dude's super evil. Like, I don't feel like he's super evil because I don't, I didn't see how bad the stuff really was. Like, I don't know, like you're, you're different than I am. So maybe you wouldn't want to see that kind of a black widow story, but I kind of think in some ways we miss out. Like we can't see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in some ways I, I agree with you, but I do think that they try because I mean, they also try to keep, a lot of the Marvel stuff less gritty because there are going to be people of all ages going to the movies. Um, And, you know, they want to give, because this is really honestly the, the second female fronted superhero movie in the MCU. Um, And for a lot of people, Captain Marvel was not necessarily, it didn't live up to their hype. So I feel like Black Widow finally lived up to a lot of the hype that people had. Not everybody loved it and that's okay. Um, it's it's just what it is. Um, but I will say this, like, I think that the action was amazing. There were a lot of things that I believed I took I took the action scenes in this movie more seriously than I took the action scenes in Fast Nine. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I don't see anybody driving around with freaking magnets. Um like it's one of those things I think that the the thing that gets me about this movie is that the banter brings them closer together. You can tell that Natasha and Yelena have a really good sister, sister, sister relationship. Um, you can tell that even though misguided, Alexi and Melina actually care about the girls, obviously based on how things go, because, you know, you think it's going one way it, unless you see the twist and then it 
you know, you see something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say that the most iconic moment in it is Yelena making fun of Natasha's pose. It yep. is so. I mean, I actually, yeah, I pull that video out before I pull that up, though. I, I do want to push back a little bit. I think the two sisters, but I, but I think it was done for the movie and for the story. I think the two sisters had a really bad relationship, but they the way they acted and put together the story they were still really good sisters because in the end they overcame that, right? Like it was a really super toxic relationship between the two. They hated each other during a decent amount of this movie and they were able to come together, which to me is like a true sister story, right? Like uh, usually if two sisters, I've seen it time and time again, they have a rivalry at some point in their life, right? But then when it gets past that point, they come together and it's probably like the best of friends they'll ever have the rest of their life. So yeah, it's reminded me actually of my sister, the sister I grew up with. We are almost exactly to a T, Natasha and Yelena and the banter. Not like I mean, obviously we're not freaking spies. Please, no. <laughs> this girl doesn't get up out of this secret lab chair unless she mm. needs to. Um, but we have that kind of banter. We we razz each other and mess with each other. Um, I got a lot of that. Like I love when she called her a poser and she's sitting there doing the doing the pose with like tossing her hair around and then she does the pose and she goes, Ugh, this is disgusting. And well, like runs off. I'm dying because it's just it's the kind of thing that we would do to each other. And I love my sister. I also yeah. think she's a brat and she knows it and I'll tell her that straight to her face. Um, but everything I, I think some of my favorite moments were like when when Yelena was just like, This was fun, this would be a cool way to die. Um just silly, funny things. But like at the very, at the very end when like, you know, everything has gone down and Yelena's laying on the ground and Natasha comes up to her. She hearkens back to the beginning when they're both upside down. And she said, we're both upside down. And she says it to her. And I think that is the sweetest moment. Like you can tell when they're drinking in the beginning, you can tell like during certain parts that they're getting like the closeness that they had is coming back over time. It sucks because they got to be family for a little while and then they lost that because of, you know, everything that happened, being being forced back into the Red Room, being forced back into Russia, um, having to go through, you know, basically assassin training and, you know, they're pretty skilled, amazing human beings, but yeah. for for the wrong things. And by the end of it, they now kind of have a better path, have a new a new direction to go in. And I, I love that it all comes down, like the connection to other movies that we've seen is that vest from Infinity War. That was actually Yelena's. We discover that it's, it's Yelena's. And she loves it because it has pockets. And it's yep. the first thing that she's ever gotten to buy of, of her own autonomy. And I think that's absolutely beautiful because it speaks to it speaks to this part of you that you don't understand that you're being controlled until you realize it and you break that. I think right. it, I think it's a beautiful story. There were some things that were a little disjointed about it, but I don't think it was bad enough to where it wrecked the, the story. And no, yeah, and we've talked totally about this a couple quotable. times, so I want to try to throw it in here now. We've talked yeah, about this it. scene like this. This is and this is why I pulled it up pregame. Is this to me is the funniest thing in the movie? Now, there's a few times where I told you that I laughed. And this is the one where I laughed uh, more than any is during uh, this part uh, right here. Let me uh, hit play on here. Because like you got the soldiers and she's coming down. And she's been making fun of Black Widow for this. And her doing it herself and just like, oh, God, this is, <laughs> this is disgusting. 
like it's one of those things to where it's like oh man like oh you know she does that whole facial expression which i love uh, that that was the funniest thing in the movie to me when she does that because it is right like why are you always posing like why every time you land on the ground you just don't land on your two feet normally and do your thing you've always got to do that stance and move your hair out of the way and stuff and oh, yeah. like it was funny that like they kind of made fun of that with a new character that was coming in which is pretty cool and i thought she did super great so like i'm gonna be hyped about any movie she's gonna be involved in i'm pretty sure she's gonna basically take black widow's spot like in a lot of this stuff uh sure. when it comes fully down and then like i do before we get out of here because it's been 20 minutes i do want to say or give these i put the picture in here because i wanted to give them props and that is these two uh people right here the the that's your uh your bad guy you would say not the ultimate bad but like the bad guy yeah that you're, you're that they're fighting against uh the taskmaster and then the gentleman uh that basically was black widow's like friend that would get her things when she needed it and stuff like that these two people right here did a fantastic job as well even while having to wear the mask of this taskmaster most of the movie like that's character and design of it was like really cool it did help a little bit that they wore auburn colors war eagle uh <laughs> but with that being said like not nah, uh i'm gonna just it's, it's time to give the score like uh my score for this movie is the highest score that I've gave so far in any of the reviews that I've seen since I started doing these reviews. And it's at eight and a half. I give this movie a full eight and a half. Um, there is a couple of things in this movie that like wasn't the greatest thing ever, but most movies you go and see, you don't, you're, like, you're not going to like every single little moment. But I do, I do find that this movie had a story that was very linear. And like you were saying earlier, it had a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of things like flying by you and everything. There's a lot of action moments and all this, but the main story from beginning to end really was like just in a straight line. You just didn't have to like, sometimes maybe you would try to get pulled and distracted a little bit one way or the other, but it was never too far for you to be able to come back and find the right path. I think some movies right. like you start down that path and then you go off the rails just a little bit and then you can't never find like what you were actually going and trying to do set up from the beginning. This movie does not even come close to that super awesome and amazing i had a great time most of the people that i was there with had a great time just like you said people were just excited about seeing the mcu back i do think this movie was a good kickstarter i would even say like if you were say before covid iron man being the first mcu movie kind of kick-started everything i'm gonna be honest with you thinking about it and i'd have to go back and give it a fair shake and watch iron man one like again for the first like try to watch it here closer to this but like this movie after COVID being that first MCU movie that's seen on the big screen is like a great Kickstarter. I, I seen some people be kind of negative on this movie, like whether it be Twitter or on the internet and everything else, but like just ignore half of that because I'm going to tell you, if you love a movie with action, you, you love to laugh a little bit, not too much, but you love to laugh a little bit and you just love like having a good time and not having to worry about catching every little moment or you're going to miss something. Like this movie is the movie to go see. This movie is like, I, I don't want to call it. It's a lot of people say the popcorn movie, you know, where you're just shoving popcorn in your face, like while you're watching a movie and you can do that to this movie and still have a good time. But this movie's better than that. This movie deserves more respect than just calling mm -hmm. it like the, the popcorn, you know, kind of movie like this movie uh, deserves to be up there as one of the better MCU movies to me. Like as far as like the main, um, just a single character and you're following like, that story like to me this was better than a decent amount of the older mcu movies that just had that one main character and flow line through it uh yeah. what did you did, i don't know if you had a score or anything but like what did you overall think 
I, I was going to put it around like eight and a half, nine. Um, I, I also want to give a mad, huge shout out um, because something that we've noticed throughout superhero movies and comic book movies is that they always over-sexualize females and they make very, very uncomfortable looking costumes and uniforms. And um, it is very clear that there's been a shift specifically since a very meta moment in Birds of Prey when, uh, when Black Canary needs a hair tie and Harley Quinn gives it to her. It was that moment when you were like, something is changing. <laughs> you, I mean, you catch it if it, you catch it in that moment, but it's very, very clear that the, that the uniforms were not over-sexualized. Um, Natasha, um, Scarlett Johansson uh, had like her own control over her costumes. I read a really great article about this. She literally walked in and found things that were functional, found things that were comfortable. Like she was like, I'm gonna wear sweatpants and t-shirts for, for this part. I'm gonna do this and this. Now her, her snowsuit and her Black Widow suit were both very form-fitted. But if you notice Yelena's- yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't be wearing a like jogging pants as you're like fighting against like. Well, right, but so note that there are no heels on any of the uniforms. Um, she didn't want heels because they're not practical. Um, she had just straight flat boots, all kinds of awesome stuff. Um, and it, it's kind of like it, it harkens back to to Loki, where one of the costume designers made um made Sofia De, De Martino like literally cutouts because she was breastfeeding. So it it shows that these costumers are thinking more about their characters and thinking more about the product that they're putting out. And they're not just trying to go with, you know, we're going to wear jeans with no pockets because that's, that's practical. Um, so it just feeds into this more, the real girl power of this kind of thing, because this actually had that feeling that we've always wanted that we couldn't get out of these movies. Right. So, now, I, I do yeah. have to say there's a scene. It's funny that you brought this up because like I had this discussion to no end the other night, like in discord, uh, talking to some of the other members of the team, because there is a particular scene where the gas runs out on the generator. She goes and picks up the gas can and there's a shot to where I came in the discord and said, who was the guy? Cause like I'm one of those people that just go watch movies. Most of the time, I don't care, care what director it is unless it's one of my favorites, like a, a Quentin Tarantino or something. Like, I obviously know that movie's directed by him. That's why I'm going to see it. It's not about or, uh, any other thing besides that. But, like, in this movie, I didn't know who the director was. Okay? Mm -hmm. I come back, and I said, like, what guy? Who's the guy that directed this? And somebody was like, no, it was done by a woman. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it because I was actually going to say in that scene – and it's we 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 timed it because like we was having a discussion and argument basically, but we timed it. It's almost ten seconds long of them just following behind Scarlett Johansson, and it's her. You butt. get a perfect butt shot. And yeah, yeah, and it's, it's for not a good the only one. So, it happens so numerous only, times. But you're right. You're right. In this movie, you didn't see that in a lot of the action stuff. There was a couple of times where they were behind them, but I could understand it because artistically, it would be cool to have that shot from behind. And everything else but like in that moment i literally thought a guy did this movie because of that scene and it turns out it was a woman so like that that is one of the scenes i will point out that did happen in the movie because like i actually got kind of like i was like it, it just it hit me while i was watching it i was like uh oh uh oh we got that oh like the michael bay joke comes up every time right like anytime somebody True. says anything it's like that michael bay shot just happened uh <laughs> it, it even happened in the fast and the furious in the early years especially but 
but like that, look at this. Nit, we're being yeah we're being those are too. not those are not overtly sexualized costumes yeah those exactly are beautiful they look so I good mean, like you don't have a lot of cleavage uh melena like not melena uh yelena's outfit is not tight to her body yeah, she's wearing a vest which makes exactly. sense like yeah. it's, it's fun cool and everything else and they have to wear tight clothes like i said if you're even the men like if you're going into like say uh, uh you're you're some kind of a secret agent or something and you're about to have to do some stuff you're not wanting to wear loose clothing and get hung mm -hmm. on something right yeah, or something exactly. like that and causes like problems like it's actually made those ways a lot of times like because you need that in the practicality of what you're doing exactly and the thing is like you can tell that there's a difference in how the how the uniforms are made from the past movies and that's something that i really loved because there's a thicker quality to it um there was even an explanation like uh all of all of natasha's stuff was made for her but then yelena found her snowsuit on yeah. the helicopter or on the plane or something and i was like <laughs> i love right. that i just love the way it worked but Everything about it is, it, it was definitely a nine of 10 for me. Um, I, I loved what they worked into it. I thought it was fun. It's something that I will watch over and over and over because it is an earworm of a movie. It is mm -hmm. that fun to watch. And no, I mean, this is definitely yeah. something I will throw in. Uh, uh, definitely a friend would ask me tomorrow, hey dude, I haven't seen Black Widow yet. You wanna go with me? I'm going. Like I, I'll, it's one of the, it's, it's not a Star Wars movie or say like even Infinity War, something super huge, right? Like to where I'm gonna definitely just go see it multiple times because of my love for a particular thing, like Star Wars especially. That's one of the few movie franchises I'll go see a movie 10 times while I was in the theater, but it's Star Wars. And yeah. even if the movie ain't that great, even if it's Star Wars, it, it's just not the, the most fun Star Wars movie. I'm still gonna go see it a bunch of times. And, and But Black Widow, just give me some kind of an excuse and I'll go back and see it in the movie theater uh, to watch it. And so, I gave it like an eight and a half. You said about an eight and a half and a nine. And there's like, there's something that I got to do here. Like when you, when you grade something that high, you know, and, and you enjoy it that much, I'm going to start calling it uh, the Chris Engel excitometer. And it, 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 it registered on that scale. guys. <laughs> yep. So there we go. Guys. You to it. It's, hey, it's the Chris Single Excitometer. That's what I'm going to start calling it when I have a movie that's that. You know, this is an exciting, fun movie. Go have a blast with this movie. Don't go in there. This movie, hey, people, secret. Secret. You know what? This is kind of to the people out there like Cinema Maxwell. You know what I'm saying? Who may or may not be behind the scenes. Cinema Maxwell. This ain't an Academy Award winning movie. You're supposed to just have fun with it. You know, this this might not win a Tony. But you still it's supposed to have It's not going to win a Tony because that's... That's musicals. It's Broadway. I don't know what stage. that is. I'm from Alabama. I don't know the difference between any of I that. I don't know what any of that is. I'm from Alabama. <laughs> uh, he wrote a really good review too. So I've shared it on social media. So yeah, please, please definitely check that out. But yeah, um, do we do plugs on this or no? Mm -mm. And <laughs> All right. Well, then good enough. I don't have to do a list of things. Exactly. Until next time, guys. And until most likely MCU movie, maybe another movie she'll join me. But especially maybe on MCU movies from here on out. Uh, Amber's here, tag teaming me. The dude with the tag teaming me that didn't come out right uh, to do this. Everyone knows where to find you. That is true. And until next time, guys.